Okay, good morning everyone. Uh, today's daf in uh, Gittin is Ein Alf. We're on Ein And uh, so we are finished with the Rufuos. We uh, spent three days in the Gemara learning about various Rufuos in the time of the Gemara. Okay, we are back. Uh, we're back with the Mishnah. The Mishnah now talks about somebody who was seized with a Kardaikas. So Kardaikas uh, is an ailment. Okay, what it is after th- after three days of exploring and discussing. So uh, let's just say the simple Pshat in the Gemara, which is clearly the Gemara's Pshat. And that is, is that he was possessed. He had a, uh, he was, um, he, he doesn't have his wits about him. He does not have his, uh, mental faculty. And as a result of that, the, what? So we learned back in the Mishnah is that when he was Ochiz Bekardaikos and he instructed to give a get, so then those instructions have no meaning. Because in order to com- to authorize and commission the writing of a get, so you have to have Das. And it also means, and this is the next point of the Mishnah, and this is what we're going to be exploring at the beginning of, the, of today's year. It means that, let's say, he commissioned and authorized the writing and the delivery of the get while he has das lula, while he is clear in thought, and then he was oches kardaikos, then he was, uh, then he was seized with this mental illness, and during the mental illness he says, don't write it. So we ignore that as well. In other words, so that, uh, the instructions to write, or the instructions not to write, if while he's giving those instructions he's, he, he, he is mentally incompetent, so therefore, both of those instructions are going to be ignored. Both the instructions to write and the instructions not to write. So the Gemara uh, focuses on this very point. So the Gemara over here now brings down a machlokis amaraim and it goes like this. Okay. He authorized and commissioned the writing of a get while he was clear in thought. Good. And now, before the get was written, so now what happens is, is that Ochiz Kardaikus. And while he's Ochiz Kardaikus, so now what happens is, is that he now starts speaking. And he says, no, opposite. Don't write. So we know, we already know what the halach is. The mission is very clear. The halach is, is that we ignore those instructions. That's not open, that's not open for discussion. What is open for discussion can, can now, even though he is right now in a state of Ochiz Kardaikus, He's in a state of being mentally incompetent. It's temporary. So can the get be written during this period of time? That's the, that, that is the, uh, the, the machlokus amongst the Amarayim. Rav Shimon Lakish says that, yeah, you can give it right away. Why? Because his instructions to write and deliver the get was in, instructed while he was mentally competent. I currently, right now, he's not mentally competent. Yeah, but okay. But in other words, but when he, when he gave the instructions, he was. And Rav Yochan says no. Rav Yochan says that you're gonna have, we're gonna have to wait. Even though, Ochez Kardaikos, we're gonna ignore everything he says, but the get is undeliverable until he recovers. Now, my time at the Reish the Gemara says, okay, let's understand what's going on over here in this Machlokas. Gemara's gonna go over both the, both sides. According to Reish the reason is, I'm sorry. So Reish over here, the Gemara's not giving so much as Farah, as the Gemara right now is giving a deek in the Mishnah. Right? What is the mission telling us? Ignore him. Meaning, he authorized while he was mentally competent. He, right now, Rachmanus, he has, he is mentally incompetent. So the mission says, okay, ignore anything he says during his mental incompetence. So, which would seemingly mean, ignore and follow his instructions while he was mentally competent. And Rav Yochanan Amr Lain, Bidvar Vachorin Mklom, Delechi Mitzalot Sarchle Mahader, Imluchibay, Ulala Minkosim, Ella, 
And Rav Yochan will tell you, nah, that's not what the Mishnah means. What the Mishnah means is that we do ignore him, but at the same time we don't deliver until he recovers. Now, Okay, so, after addressing the Deek in the Mishnah, possible Deek in the Mishnah, now the Gemara is going to go to Svarah. What is the argument between Rav Yochan and 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 Rav Yochan so, um, so over here, the comparisons of Rav Yochan Meshlakish is that when a person is in this och is kardaikus, when he's in this possessed state, what you and I would call mentally incompetent. So, would halacha view him categorically like somebody who's sleeping? Or would halacha view him categorically somebody who's a shota? So the, uh, and, and that's the machlok between Rav Yochan and Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan will tell you, halachically, categorically, we're going to put him like a yashing. Somebody who's sleeping. In other words, consider. Somebody gave instructions, you're going to write and, and deliver it to my wife. And then after those instructions are given, he happens to fall asleep. Would the shlich now be able to deliver the get? The answer, of course, is yes. Ah, he, he's, he's asleep. He's not mentally aware. He's not conscious. Okay, he, he, it's, it's called, he's fully competent. He's fully con- con- uh, cognizant. It just happens to me that right now he went into a temporary or altered state of consciousness, what you and I call sleep. So the same thing over here. In other words, Reish Lakish would say, Huadin, when a person is Orchiz Kardaikus, he went into a, another state of consciousness. He says, halakhically, it's the same thing as sleep. Mashenkin, according to Rav Yochanan, no. In other words, Orchiz Kardaikus is, you want to put it in a halakhic category, the better halakhic category to put it into would be Shota. In other words, right now he is like an insane person. So the, uh, and, and as a result of that, you know, Shota is not in a position where he can give a get. So too over here, when he goes into the Zochis Kardaika state, same thing. The Gemara now goes back and forth a little bit more. Uh, the, uh, this, uh, this Machlokis, where to halachically categorize our Orchis Kardaikas. So Rav so the Gemara says, now as far as Rav Yochan is concerned, I'll tell you why I do not categorically put him as somebody who's sleeping. Somebody who's sleeping, so lo mechusa ma'isa. How, do, how, does he, how, does he, how does he move from going from one altered state to another altered state? It's called he wakes up. Okay. In other words, and, and no actions required. Does not take a lot of effort. Eh, sometimes waking up does take a lot of effort. But you understand. In other words, nothing, nothing has to be done other than the natural order of things. Masha Ankain, when you somebody's ochis kardaikus, what needs to be done? So whatever therapies. In other words, it's mechuser ma'isa. Something has to proactively be done in order to remove him from this state that he's currently in to a state of being mentally competent. So Rav Yochum will tell you that it's not comparable to sleep. If anything, it's comparable to being a shota. Now, Reish why don't you compare our Oches Kardaikas to Shota? So Shota, lo sami biyadam. Hi, sami biyadam. So, bisra sumka gumre vecham amarka. So, and Reish will tell you, look, I think that we're not going to compare him to a Shota. When it comes to a Shota, so it's not treatable. Okay? The, um, Rachmanas, but in other words, right, obviously, over the years, we've gotten a little bit better at it, but the Gemara's the Gemara assuming, assuming, assumption is that when a person goes into a state of shota, of being mentally deranged, mentally insane, so it's just simply not treatable. Masha'enkin, when it's okay, it's totally treatable. How do I know that? 
because we just spent the last three days going over it. Now, I know we haven't only been talking about Orchis Kardaikas, but how do you think we got to the whole discussion in the last three days? You know, what's the treatment for Orchis Kardaikas? The Gemara prescribed, and then the Gemara went on to prescribe many other things as well. But the whole point of the Gemara is, is that it is treatable. And since it's treatable, so I'm not going to put it in the same category of Shota, says Reish Lakish. I'll put it in the same category as Yashain. Yashain, so uh, he went he went into an altered state of consciousness, yeah, but it, it, in other words, he can move from one to the other, and it's treatable, in other words, waking up. <clears throat> when it comes to Orchiz Kardaikos, I know it's not exactly the same, but it's very similar. It's something where he can move from one state to another with treatment. Okay, so uh, so where do we stand right now? We stand where uh, if a person is Orchiz Kardaikos, so, although we're going to ignore any instructions at this point in time going forward, because Ochis Kardaikas is not have Das at this point in time. So, any instructions he gives, we're going to ignore. But, can the get be delivered during that period of time? Reish Lakish says yes. Rav Yochan says no. And we just went through the Sfaris of the two positions. Umiyamar Rav Yochanan Now, the Gemara says, now, I'm a little bit confused by Rav Yochanan because I see inconsistency within Rav Yochanan. What, what are we talking about? So, meanwhile, the Gemara says the following in the name of Rav Yudam Rashmol. If a person, Rachmanus, has uh, been, been injured to the point where he's going to die. Uh, one, uh, one description over here is that uh, the, his neck was uh, slit. And, uh, and it's gone through the majority of the two pipes, the, uh, the trachea and the esophagus, which means that he is going to die. Uh, but in other words, but before he dies, he, uh, he authorizes and issues instructions in order for a man to, in order for, for somebody to go ahead and, and, and write and deliver again. Alternatively, he is, uh, he is, um, Meguyad. Uh, in other words, he was cut. Uh, the um, but still not dead yet. Oh, saluva ala sliva, or he was uh, he was hung uh, to die, and uh, again we're, we're we're catching him right before he dies, and again with instructions that he should divorce his wife. So we're going to go ahead and divorce his wife, and at this point in time, the Gemara says, well, this seems to be comparable to what we discussed regarding Ochiz Kardaikas. In your mind right now, you're probably saying they're not the same at all. The Gemara's assume, assumption is, is that the, his, he's not, he's not of sound mind. Now, I know what the is gonna say. In other words, then. Okay, good. So, hachi hashta. It's a little bit difficult for us to understand the Havamina. I, I feel the same way you, you do. I'm also struggling to understand why the Gemara thought it was a question, but immediately the Gemara is going to say, hachi hashta. Hasam, daita tzilusahi, kichi shusahu di is chilubay. So the Gemara says the cases are not comparable at all. In fact, right, uh, like Ben said, and like uh, this Ben is reporting, uh, the Gemara says the, uh, the, the, the cases really are not the same. In the case where a person is, uh, is about to die, so in other words, Rachmanus, he, he has suffered critical injury and he's about to die, but in other words, but his mind still, uh, is still sound. In other words, and therefore the instructions are to be followed. The person is not of sound mind. The cases are not the comparable. And the Gemara says, okay, now as long as we are here, the Gemara is going to take us on a short tangent, and that is the following. 
Ubarach Mi'idin Alav. Okay, the Gemara for a moment is going to be a little perplexed because what is happening? The person had the majority of his uh, of his throat slit, and at that point in time, he is not yet dead. How do I how do I know that? Because he can issue instructions in order to divorce his wife. Okay. Meanwhile, I also know the Gemara quotes in the name of Shmuel that if the last information you're given is that the person walked away with a slit throat, but you didn't actually see him die, you can testify that he died. Now, the Gemara right now is thinking, okay, so I guess the slit throat is equivalent to death. So the Gemara says, Amri Chayu Vesofalamus. The Gemara gives the obvious answer, and that is no, that he is not yet dead. But in other words, but there simply is, it's, it's, there's no other prognosis. In other words, if a person has his throat slit, and it's and and it severed the majority of his pipes. He is going to die. That is the only conclusion. And therefore, even though you didn't see the actual death, you can testify that he died. But in the interim, however, he's not yet dead, and therefore halacha would allow him to uh, to to authorize and issue instructions to divorce his wife. So alamiata the gemara says got it. So yehgola al yado alamatanya shachaboshnaim rav shaim ino gola. So the Gemara again in this tangent is going to be uh, is is going to be uh, confused for just a moment. Let's say uh, you go ahead and bishogeg. Now the Gemara in Marcos goes through in the second pair goes through a lot of details exactly what what shogeg looks like and what exactly qualifies as a case of shogeg. If for now you'll please forgive me, I'm not going to go through all the descriptions of what's amazing and what's a shogeg. But in other words, let's call it manslaughter. Okay, just, just, just to make this conversation nice and easy. Okay, I'm, I, yes, I'm using an American legal term, but okay, it's not, it's not, it's not murder with intent. It's manslaughter. So let's say you, 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 you do manslaughter and you cut a person's neck, but again, not with intent. You do it via shogeg, and under those circumstances, you are not going to be sent into gallows. Now you're telling me that the slitting of a throat will, will, will ultimately lead to, lead to death, and it's not treatable. So, in other words, so why would you be going into Gullus? You should go into Gullus. I don't understand, says the Gemara. So the Gemara says, this is a technicality. This is strictly technicality. Meaning what you did is that you killed the person. And again, you didn't do it with intent. You only did it unintentionally, so it's shogeg. But I'll tell you why you're not going to go into Gullus, and that is, is that you may not have been the sole cause of his death. Obviously, you were a significant contributing factor, right? Let's, in other words, I'm going to make up numbers over here if this, if this helps. You're 90% responsible for his death. Uh, but to go into Gullus, this is a technical point. This is a strictly legal technical point. In order to go, to go into Gullus, you must be 100% responsible for his death. Why, do you, why don't you bear the full responsibility for his death? So the Gemara gives two possible explanations. Number one, Ruch Babalaso. And that is, is that and now obviously you opened up, uh, you opened up his, his neck. And uh, so even though right now you definitely were responsible for his death, but also contributing factor is going to be the wind, which is going to go ahead and expedite the, uh, the, the death process. So now as a strict technicality, since you are not solely responsible for his death, you don't go into Gallus. Alternatively, it could be that he was writhing. And in his writhing, he, went, he himself expedited the death. 
And so therefore, that takes away 100% of your responsibility. You are now whatever, whatever number you want to give, right? The, the idea of giving numbers is silly, even, even though I just did it. But you understand. Yeah, you're, you're not the sole responsible, responsible party for his death. He, expedite, he expedited it, so that gives him a shared responsibility, and therefore you're not going to go into Gullus. So the, uh, and the Gemara says, now, there's a nafkamina, meaning did the wind expedite or did his writhing expedite? So one nafkamina would be, let's say this occurred in a room where there was no wind, right? Based of the shaisha, right? A marble room. In other words, there's no wind over there. Uh, but meanwhile, what he did is he was writhing. Alternatively, Alternatively, he shakted him outside where there was wind, but he didn't writhe. So this would be two nafkaminas between these two explanations that are given. All this is just a, is a sidebar to the Gemara's point, and that is, is that when a person is dying, he can instruct and he can authorize for the get to be written, I, he's going to die. That's true, but he hasn't died yet. That is a simple summary of the Gemara that we did. We are now on the bottom of Ainamud Bays. Nishta take. No, 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 no. If, if you're Sheikh, if, if you're Sheikh. Anyway, then he would have he would he wouldn't have gone to in Golis. Um, no, no, I see I see what you're looking at. Uh, let's let's I'll tell you what, let's go after after the daf. We'll, we'll go over we'll go over the Rashi a little bit more. Okay, I think I think I said the simple Psha and the Gemara, but I, I okay, we'll go over the Rashi together later. Uh get Okay. Um, and finally, so the, uh, the Mishnah goes on to describe, um, so he becomes a mute. So, uh, the Mishnah now goes on to another scenario. I mean, the first scenario of the Mishnah is that, that uh, he is mentally incompetent, temporarily mental incompetence. So that's, uh, that, that's Kardaikos. Ochez Kardaikos. Then the Mishnah goes on to describe another scenario, which is he becomes mute. Now, again, we're going to be discussing this for the balance and the remainder of today's daf. Let us get familiar with the terminology, right? An elam is a mute, a cheresh. Cheresh gets a little bit confusing because sometimes, I would say even most of the time when we discuss a cheresh in the daf, so what we're describing is a deaf mute, somebody who has both the inability to speak and the inability to hear. The Gemara assumes throughout the entirety of Shas that when you're a cheresh, and it doesn't matter whether you were born that way or it occurs later in life, so as a cheresh, you do not have das. A deaf mute does not have das. That's a Gemara's assumption. I understand uh, the uh, th- things have changed in the last couple hundred years, and certainly uh, communication is, in fact, a possibility. But I'm just w- w- we're learning the Gemara. We're just dealing with the Gemara's assumptions. We're working on the uh, on the assumptions of the Gemara. Okay, and then finally, there's also a cheresh, which is just simply a deaf. In other words, someone who can't hear but can speak. Okay, so, and, and as we're going to learn in just a little bit from now, if, if we're talking about a cherish who's just deaf but can't speak, he does have das. In other words, the only one who does not have das is a deaf mute. Somebody who cannot speak and cannot hear. Okay. Uh, those are our terms that we need to be familiar with. What did we learn in our Mishnah? That if it's nishtatek, if he is, if he becomes a mute, so, um, uh, he can communicate, it's just not verbally. 
So what did we learn in the Mishnah? That communication can be done through gesture. And as long as he now, obviously he can hear, he's only an Elam, he's not a Cherish, he can hear. So therefore, if he goes ahead and communicates through via gesture his, his desires, so we're going to follow his instructions. That's what we learned in the Mishnah. And now the Gemara is going to discuss. Nishatik of get lishtecha. So velechos So what did the Mishnah say? We're going to ask him a question. And if he goes ahead and he nods, or he shakes his head, so then that that demonstrates that he understood the question and he has mental competence. So the Gemara says maybe it's a tick. So Amr of Yosef Barminyam, Amr of Nachman, Amrin Lebi so the Gemara says, no, it's not a tick. We're not talking about a tick. How do I know we're not talking about a tick? Uh, because you didn't ask him consecutively three one three questions, one after the other. But what you did is you asked him a question, you paused, and then you asked him a question. The Gemara says, okay, so maybe he has a delayed tick. Meaning you asked delayed questions, maybe he has a delayed tick. We, in other words, we need to know definitively that he is actually nodding and shaking to the question, which shows mental competence. We're looking just simply for a, a, a foolproof test, a better test. The Amrina, let me just finish the Gemara's thought and then I'll pause. The Amrina lechad la train hain, train la vechad hain. So the Gemara says, okay, so the performance of an accurate test will be where you're going to be asking him questions where the answer is not always going to be no, nor is the answer going to be yes. It'll be multiple choice. And, and, and I say multiple choice, by the way, it won't be five possibilities, only be two possibilities of either yes or no, but you alternate, right? Uh, in other words, ask him a couple of yes questions, ask him a no question. Ask him a couple of no questions, ask him a yes question. If it's just a tick and, and he shakes his head every time, you'll catch it. So the, uh, in other words, he's, he's going to have to shake and he's going to have to nod appropriately. Uh, the Gemara is just looking for a better test. How did they even know that the guy wanted to divide in the first place to ask him a question? Um, I mean, like, it's like... Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to written we're gonna get we're gonna get to written communication in just a moment, right? That is going to be the mo- the majority of today's daf. But something was instigated for these guys to ask him what you, you wanted to. I mean, like, I mean, I guess I guess he he non verbally communicated that he would like to divorce her, and now it's just a question of testing for mental competence. And as long as the in other words, it's a simple test of three questions, um, but you alternate between yes and no answers. He he must have non verbally communicated. Uh, um, so the um, so uh, according to Rabbi Shmal, so it's going to be a test based on his understanding of the seasons. So um, the um, and 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 by the way, Rabbi Shmal, the bright Rabbi Shmal over here is not. I'm, I'm saying a simple shot. I may be wrong. He's not arguing on our mission. He's just simply saying that. The Mishnah is not giving us the only test of competency. In other words, there could be other tests as well. Now, the Gemara over here says, my nihu. Okay, good. Seasonal questions. What, what does that mean? So the Gemara goes on to explain. Elema, glufkari, sedine. So the Gemara says, maybe what we're asking him is, it's what's the appropriate clothing to wear for today. In other words, you, you hand the, right? It's, a, it's the middle of the summer. I'm sure you noticed, by the way, it's hot outside, right? I, I, made, I made that observation. And so what you do now is you go over to this Elaine and you offer him a couple of suggestions of what he should be wearing. And hopefully what he's going to do is he's going to take the, uh, the, the season appropriate uh, clothing. So the Gemara says, 
Um, so the Gemara says, I don't know, maybe, maybe he quote unquote picked the wrong clothing, but only because it was a personal choice. Uh, maybe, in other words, it was uh, the middle of the summer, but he happened to have developed a chill. And so the reason why he took a heavy coat is because uh, of a personal condition. Meaning, again, the Gemara is just looking for a, a, a mental competency test that is, you know, foolproof. That, that's, you know, that, that, that accurately d- demonstrates and displays uh, that he understands. So the Gemara says, uh, So the Gemara says, as we now on, on the very top of today's daf, Ayin Aleph Amud Aleph. So Ella Bepere. So the Gemara says that uh, what you're asking him for is seasonal fruit. So in other words, we, we say to him, uh, would you like a mango? Okay, sorry, I'm speaking like a Floridian right now. So uh, so right now, it's the season. Okay, Baruch Hashem. All right, uh, I happen to love it. And so, uh, so you ask him now, are you interested in the seasonal fruit? And if he says yes, so then great. And if he says, meaning... Meaning that will demonstrate competency, mental competency. Again, he's not talking; he's just simply nodding his head. Uh, but if he is showing that he understands which season it is, and based on the fruit of the year, so then that shows mental competency. Okay, Amarav Khan Amarav. Okay, we are now on the very top of Ainalaf and Medalaf, and uh, right a fascinating discussion that's going to take us to the remainder of today's daf. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take it to the mission today on, on the Ahmed base, and that is going to be. Basically, what kind of what kind of communication can be had with a person who cannot communicate? Okay, in other words, the person is an elan, the person's a cherish. So the uh, so what forms of communication can can be had? Uh, before we start with the Gemara, so uh, let us uh, let me just uh, give a brief introduction uh, based on the Gemara Yavamas. So the Gemara Yavamas of Kufyud Beis so describes uh, this is all by the way found in Rashi. Everything I'm about to tell you. Um, is describes a marriage of a cherish. Okay, um, uh, in order to in order for marriage to to occur to happen, so there needs to be das. Uh, there has to be mental competency both on the part of the man and the woman. Okay. Now, granted, by the way, for divorce that's not the case, but that's coming up later. But right now we're talking about just to create the marriage. For marriage to create it, there has to be das. Why? Because kedushin. In other words, for a man to be uh, to go into a marriage with a woman, so the first stage of marriage is kedushin. And Kedushin is a Kenyan. So how does Kenyan function? The only way Kenyan functions is with the Das of the, of, of the Kona and the Makna. Right? Uh, the, the, the one who is acquiring and the one who is uh, allowing to be acquired. Right? In the case of, of Kedushin, so it is halachically same as Kenyan. Right? And, 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 I, and we're not objectifying, but this is just how marriage works. Okay? Halachically. And that is, is that when you acquire a property, so someone's going to be selling you the property. You're going to be purchasing the property. Both parties in the transaction have to have mental competency. And the same thing is true regarding marriage. Now, it happens to be that he is purchasing and she is selling. What is she selling? She's selling herself. Okay. Again, this is not for the purpose. I know everyone here understands this. This is not for the purposes of objectification. This is just so that we have proper halachic understanding of what's happening. As a result of that, if either of the two do not have das, so the marriage simply does not work. Min ha-Torah. Midaraisa does not work. Okay. The Gemara Yavamas tells us that uh, the Chachamim want people to be married. And so even in the absence of das, so what the Chachamim will do is that the Chachamim will recognize the marriage on a rabbinic level. 
So if one of the parties does not have das, das, either he or her, alternatively, both of them don't have das, still the marriage is going to work, midrabana. Okay. Take a look at the top of the Rashi's. Second line down. Now, everything I just said brings us now to this Rashi. Now, Rashi tells us the following. This is all we learned this back in Yavamos, but this is a reminder. If when they got married, he and she had das, so now the marriage is in a da'oraisa setting. They are married minatora. Rachmanasi becomes a cheresh after they got married. Now he can't divorce her, and that is uh, that 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 will be uh, the fate for the rest of their lives. Okay, I know what I just said is difficult, right? Emotionally, but but I'm just right now I'm being clinical. I'm just being legal about it. You can't you can't you cannot extricate uh, because the marriage now is is operating in a Torah, and and the uh, and once he loses a das, he no longer has the ability to give a get. And uh, the uh, and and the marriage is So what we're now going to be learning together is that at the point of being a cherish, if he demonstrates mental competency and he writes his instructions. So under those circumstances, what we're going to be spending the rest of today's daf learning is that under under those circumstances, you can go. He can go ahead and divorce his wife. Okay. Now, if he's writing instructions, so what does that mean regarding his charashas? I'm not sure if I said it right, but but I hope I hope you understand. So probably what it means is is that he is really more of an elam and not a and and not a cherish, meaning a cherish meaning both a being a deaf and a mute. A Gemara's assumption is that if you're both a deaf mute, so then you don't have das. The fact that he's writing instructions, probably now, not probably, I take that back, is definitely telling us right now that he's not a cherish. He just happens right now not to be able to speak. And so if he's able to write down the instructions, number one, it demonstrates competency, mental competency, and, and this is obviously the, 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 the main point of the daf, and that is, is that, we can authorize the writing of the get based on his written instructions. Okay. I know that was a lengthy introduction, but all that really was necessary. Okay. So, Amar of Khan Amarav. With all that stated, let's see the Gemara together inside. We're on Ayn Alpha Mud Aleph, and we're on the top line. Oh boy. Okay. Amar of Khan Amarav, the Cherish Yacholadab and Mitoch Xav, Kosmanos and Get Lishta. So, um, if I have a cherish, but he's able to express himself through writing, so then what you could do is you can write again for his wife. So the um, so Amr of Yosef, my kamash malani shatake Amr lo nichtav get lish dechavir chaverso bokenos shlosha pa me me mamra alav lav alahin hein arelichtav aviet no. So the Gemara says, okay, uh, this is a halacha that was set over by Rav Kana Marav. And Rav Yosef challenges, basically saying, what chiddush did you give me? That we're going to take nonverbal communication? Isn't that exactly what we learned in the Mishnah? So what did you just add? The Mishnah tells us that nonverbal communication is valid. You ask him questions, he nods and shakes appropriately. So we are going to be able to go ahead and write the get based on his, uh, based on his clear understanding of 
of, of what's happening. And so over here, how is this any different? So Amalei Rebbe Zerah Ilim Kamart Shani Ilim Detanya Medaber Veinu Shomei Zeru Chayv Shomei Veinu Medaber Zeru Ilim Zeve Zerah In Kipichim L'Chol Devreim. So the um, so the Gemara says, yeah, our Mishnah is talking where we know he's an Ilim, but we know he can hear. So in other words, our Mishnah is talking about just an Ilim by itself. An Ilim by itself, that that such an individual has das. We all know that. We're not. I, I don't. I, I'm going to say it. We're not breaking any ground with our Mishnah. Okay, in other words, our Mishnah is kind of like, it's kind of like an obvious point. What Rav Kahana Amarav is introducing is, is that he really seems to be a Cheresh. In other words, it seems like he cannot speak and he cannot hear. Ah, but once he writes and, and, and once he's communicating via writing, so at that point in time, even though seemingly he's a Cheresh, with the writing, he is A, demonstrating mental competency, and B, we can now authorize the writing of the get based on his written communication. That that's more of a chiddush than our mishnah. Okay, so the gemara and, and the gemara just simply wants to know how do I know that an elim refers to a mute and a mute only? So either the gemara quotes the pasuk in Tehillim or the gemara just simply says that the word elim can be an, a contraction of the expression ishtakel milule. His words were taken away from him. Okay, just just a a a a a a definitional point of the Gemara. Amravzeri kashli akashli. Okay, so right now, uh, Rav Kanemarav says that if a cherish does uh, write his instructions down, so then those written instructions are in fact going to be followed. Okay. That's the statement of Rav Kahnamurav, the halach of Rav Kahnamurav. And the Gemara challenges based on the Mishnah. The Gemara says, no, don't challenge me from the Mishnah. Because the Mishnah is just talking about a mute by itself. In other words, he can hear, he's, he's only a mute. He's a pikech l'choldavar. That's easy. What Rav Kahana is really introducing is a new chiddush, which is, is that he seemingly is a cherish, and yet once he writes, ah, now, now he's dem- demonstrating mental competency and we're gonna, and, and we're gonna, and, and we're going to authorize the writing of the get based on that. I'm Rabbi Zeri Kashli Akashli, so Rabbi Zeri says, "Fine, I, I hear you." Rav Kahana Marav is going more than our saying more than our Mishnah, but let's consider the following: Detanya im lo yagid, pratli ilem sheni yochel agid. So, so um, now there is an issue in the Torah where you have testimony, you know testimony, and you're subpoenaed, and what do you do? You you deny that you know anything. So that's an issue in the Torah. That's the uh, it's it's in the end of Parshas Vayikra, in Lo Yagid Venasavano. That if you if you're subpoenaed and you don't testify and you had testimony to give, so Nasavano you're going to have to bear your sin. Now it happens to be that for such an individual, there's a carbon that's to be brought. Really interesting, by the way, that the carbon is going to be brought both whether he's a shogeg or he's a mazid. Okay, N- not for now. Anyway, the Gemara's point is as follows: Prat. Now, if it happens to be that he is a witness and he has testimony, it happens to be that he's a mute. So for such an individual, he is not going to be bound by the Isser of Imlo Yagid. And the Gemara says, why not? Am I? I don't understand if he's a mute, so why should that ban him, bar him, not ban him, but why should that exclude him from testifying? Can't he, testi- can't he give written testimony? 
So the Gemara says, no, So the Gemara says, uh, Abayi says, don't get confused. In other words, over there we're talking about Adas, testimony. Testimony, even though you are communicating through testimony, but testimony has its own legal parameters. You can only testify via, via speech, via speaking. In other words, mi pi envelope, mi pi savam. That is the only way that testimony can be given. Granted, you can communicate in nonverbal manner, of course. But when you're talking about ages, ages can only be done verbally, not, uh, not, not in written form. Um, the Gemara over here, by the way, it definitely requires a lot of thought. And I'm only just, I'm, I'm only teasing the thought. I'm, we're not going to get into it. But in other words, our Gemara over here says that ages can only be done verbally and it cannot be done written. Uh, I have a simple question. You know, we, we all the time throughout the Gemara, throughout Halacha, we talk about a star, right? And, and, and uh, what does a star do? A star basically tells another individual, here, here are the facts on the ground. How do I know that? Because I have a star and it's signed by two people. If the only way that testimony can be given is verbally and not in written form, so how do stars work? Okay. It's a great question. <laughs> it, it, dem- it demands a sheer. I just, right now, we don't have the time. We're going to go on in the Gemara. I'm just giving you what to think about. Okay, anyway. So, um, uh, okay, so, um, uh, so over here, somebody becomes a mute. So what we'll do is we'll test them, not only forget, but we'll test them also in terms of other transactions as, as well. Uh, right, any type of business transaction, any type of testimonies and, and, and Yerusha. Ketani mio edios. So the Gemara says now for the mute, so one of the things we'll test mental competency for is so that he could testify. Ha, didn't you just tell me that testimony can only be done verbally? So the Gemara says, yeah, that's not, that's not talking about regular testimony. That's talking about the testimony that, that a woman's husband has in fact died. For that, we're going to be Mekel. See the end of Yavamos for much more of that. I, what about Yerusha? In other words, isn't he coming to testify so that somebody can get money, so that he can inherit the money? The Gemara says, no, we're talking about the, his own assets. So, so the Gemara says, we're testing for mental competency. Isn't it so that he can testify regarding others' transactions? The Gemara says, no, we're talking about his own transactions. So, uh, fine. So, the, uh, so, so we thought that the Brisa is going to be difficult for Abai. The Gemara, the Brisa is not difficult for Abai. Meaning, if you're an Elam, even though you're fully mentally competent, even though you can give nonverbal communication, all that's true, but you can't give Adus. Why? Adus is different. Adus requires verbal, uh, uh, verbal communication. Okay, simple. And, and, and all those cases in the Brisa that sounded like Adus, the Gemara says it's not Adus. Uh, Here the, the Gemara now is going to be challenging Rav. Again, Rav tells us that if I have a cheresh, but he's able to write uh, write his thoughts, so what we are going to do is honor his written th- his written thoughts. Okay, That's the chiddush of Rav Kanam Rav. Not just an elam, and not just a cheresh meaning a deaf, but rather a deaf mute, if he's able to write. So it shows, obviously demonstrates mental competency and we're going to be following his instructions. 
So Mace the Gemara is going to be challenging. So over here the Gemara quotes a Brisa, and the Brisa says that when you have a Cherish and he's and he's writing his intent, so the only the only the only uh, Kenyan it's going to affect is only Metaltalin. He could he he could purchase movable items with written instruction, but that's it. He can't give a get, and and he can't do anything else with his written instruction. So, we have said over halacha of Rav Kahana Marav that started our daf today at the very top of our amud, and now the brace over here goes clearly goes against this halacha. So tonight, so the Gemara says okay, and and basically the only thing we're going to say right now is that it's a tanayim. So the time we learned in the Bryce, Amr Shem and Gamliel Bamed Varmamor and Becheresh Meikaro, Avah Pikerch Venis Charesh Hu Kosev Vehin Chosmin. So the um, so according to the Rashbag, Rashim and Gamliel, if you're Charesh Charesh Meikaro, so then you have no dust whatsoever. However, you were a Pikerch, you become a Charesh. So Hu Kosev, he's going to be writing, and and Hein Chosmin, and you're going to have the Edom signing. So. Um, in other words, he's being medabra mitochaksav. He's giving non-verbal instructions, written instructions in terms of what he wants. And according to Rishima and Gamliel, so the um, so uh, it, 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 it you can follow his instructions. And Rishima and Gamliel is arguing with somebody, right? We're assuming that right now. We're going to make that clear in just a moment. So it's a machlokis tanayim. So the halacha Rav Kahanam Rav is really subject to this machlokis tanayim. So the Gemara says cheresh mikarolo. So, uh, so the Gemara is a little bit bothered because what did Rosh Hashem and Gamliel say? Cherish me karo. That if he's a cherish congenital from birth, so then no. So the Gemara says, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm so confused. So, Keshem Shekonsa Right? Remember the introduction to the whole sugya today? And that is, is that if you're a cherish and you marry while you're a cherish, so again, what does the Torah do? Not recognize that marriage. What do the Chachamim do? They do recognize that marriage. So the Gemara says, but wait one second. So in other words, that's a marriage midrabanan. So if you're going in via midrabanan, can't you exit via midrabanan? That's the Gemara's question. So So the Gemara says, okay, of course that's right. As far as what the Brisa was describing, the Brisa was describing as Yavama. So Yivim Tamiman, the Gemara says, can we explain that a little bit better? Elam Adonafalei Me'achav Cheresh Keshem Shechnis Asab Remiza Kachis Yasab Remiza El Adonafalei Me'achav Pikeach. So the Gemara says it has to be talking about the following scenario. It has to be, which is is that the uh, your, your sister-in-law was married to your brother. Your brother was a was was a was a bardas, and you uh, you're a Cheresh. Okay, and now your brother died, Rachmanus, and they had no children. And so now your sister-in-law is coming to you via Yibam. She's your Yavama. Okay, now, you were a Cheresh Me'ikaro, meaning you were born a Cheresh. So you, you, you don't have Das, you never had Das. Ah, uh, but now, there's, there. there's a Zika, and the Zika is Min HaTorah. So now, here's the scenario that's being described in the Brisa. And that is, is that now your sister-in-law is coming to you, Min HaTorah. Now, from that, you cannot extricate yourself from that relationship. In other words, in order for you to extricate yourself from that relationship, you need to have das, right? You need to be able to do chalitza. You can't. In other words, you're not a bar das. So that's what Rabbi Shimon Gamal was describing in the Brisa. 
The Gemara now for a moment, in other words, what we just said is Pshat, is Pshat, and truth of the matter is, is that if you're, if you're following, that's really the accepted Pshat of the Brisa. The Gemara now is for a moment is going to entertain the following, and it's going to be a little bit complicated, I admit. Maybe, maybe the, what the Brisa is describing is that the two brothers are both Harashim. And it's true that the brother Cherish who died now left his wife as the Yavama and it's true that the Zika is only Midurabanan, right? The Zika cannot exceed the marriage. If the marriage is Midurabanan, the Zika is Midurabanan. But maybe the reason why the Cherish cannot gesticulate, gesture in order to do the Chalitza is maybe because of Xerah Durabanan. Xerah Durabanan? The Gemara says, sure. The Gemara says, Because maybe what the Chachamim did is that they made a Gzera. You know, in this case over here, once people see the Cherish doing Chalitza, they're going to then say, oh, I saw a Cherish doing Chalitza. A Cherish can do Chalitza under all circumstances. And meanwhile, of course, that's not true. Because if the brother who passed away was in fact a Pikeach, so then the, the surviving Cherish brother cannot do Chalitza. So in order to ensure that this never happens, so the Chachamim in Xerah. Okay. I, I, I'm sure I've asked this question before. I'm only reviewing a question that has been bothering me for a very long time. How often does Yibam happen? That the Chachamim need to make Xerahs by, by, by Yibam and Chalitza. Right? Generally speaking, Chachamim make Xerah when it's the Davar Shchiyach. Yeah, right. Now, right, it's a little bit unfair for us to ask, although I, I would ask the same question as well, because, uh, you know, uh, yeah, right, uh, p- people don't die young like they did back in the, you know, in the quote-unquote good old days. But uh, I still, whatever, I'm still bothered by this question. Anyway, in other words, the the, the you are now going to, you're going to be holy, sir, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, well, I'm, 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 I'm confused. <laughs> he says it has to be it's, uh, she took her. It was me her. Right. He give her a gift. Oh, in other words, uh, I'm saying, I'm sorry. I'm saying Chalitza ben Enachinami. In other words, do something with her. Either be Miyabim her or be Chalitza her. One or the other. In other words, if the Zika is coming to him with, with Minatora, so, he, in other words, the point of the Gemara is, is that he can't do anything. In other words, he can't, he, he can't, he can't be, the, the Zika's Minatora, and his ability now to re- remove the Zika is simply going to be stripped of him. Meaning, if he, quote-unquote, marries her and then tries to give her a get, it's not going to do anything. He doesn't have das. If he doesn't marry her but tries to do chalitza, he can't do that either. He doesn't have das. The, the, po- the point the Gemara is making is simply, because the Zika's Minatora, and because he doesn't have das, so he cannot extra, he can't remove himself from that situation. And and Achinami, no, of course, of course, you're right. The day the brother died, he's married. Perfect, perfect. That's exa- We're saying the same thing. We're saying the same thing. And as a result of that, there's nothing. There's nothing you could do to to change your status. <coughs> In other words, I he's gonna he, he's gonna if let's say the Zika he goes ahead and quotes and quotes marries her. Right, so then he can't give her a get because he's he doesn't have das and 
the Zika was Minatora. Or let's say he wants to do Chalitza. He can't do that as well. We're saying the same thing. Because the Zika is Minatora, he cannot extricate her from that situation. Masha'en came if the Zika is only Midrabanan. I, he, his brother was a Cheresh. So then, and then he could. Because the Zika is only Midrabanan. And the Chachamim gave him the ability to either do Chalitza or maybe to, to marry her and then divorce her, whatever. But in other words, now you're operating on the same level. And the Gemara right now, for a moment, is going to entertain, well, maybe it is the two brothers are both Harashim, but maybe Ixera de Rabbanan. So the Gemara says, Yehachi Shonami, the Gemara says, well, if that's true, so then why don't we make Ixera by Ishto? So the Gemara says, Yevimto bevimto mechlafa, Ishto bevimto lo mechlafa. Gemara says, no. In other words, if we are making Ixera by Yevama, Look, in other words, we're going to think every Yavama case is the same. But if it's Ishto Yavimto, we don't have to make Xera under those circumstances. People know the difference between your wife and your, and your Yavama. Omega, <laughs> the Gemara says, I, I, I don't think there's such Xera. The Gemara quotes the Mishnah in Yavamas. Shneach and Charashim were on the top of the Amad Beis. Shneach and Charashim Nesuin, Lashneach and Pikachos. Oh, Shneach and Charashim Oh, l'shayachayus pikachos achas. I'm sorry. Oh, l'shayachayus achas pikachos v'achas chayreshes v'chein l'shayachayus karshas nesuos l'shnei achin pichin. Oh, l'shnei achin charash and l'shnei achin echa pikach v'echa chayresh. Hareelu peturos min achalitza umin hayibum. Okay. Takes us back to the good old days of of Yevamos. The, the the simple point over here is is that if the Two sister-in-laws are also sisters. So then what we're looking at is a situation of Arias and it's Pater from the Mitzvah of Yibam. If you understood me, great. And if not, uh, come back again for Yavamas. In other words, we'll, 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 we'll do it again. However, here's the point that we need to focus on. But let's say brothers are married to a pair of women who are not related to one another. In other words, obviously they're sister-in-laws to one another, but... They themselves are not related. So now, uh, the um, and, and one of them dies, Yechnesu. So it's called the mitzvah of Yibum. Vim Yotzian. So the Gemara says, and if they want to divorce him, they will divorce him. Meaning, the, the, the Mishnah is telling us is that if the two brothers are Harashim and they're married to two women and the women themselves are not related to one another, so then there is an opportunity for the mitzvah of Yibum. And if you want to divorce him, you can. Meaning, very simple. I know it's not that simple, but it really is. The uh, the the Yavama who now uh, who now uh, is eligible for the mitzvah of Yibam, if the Yavama is coming to him via a nisuin midrabanan, i.e., his brother's a cheresh, and so now and 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 the surviving brother's a cheresh, so now he could do the mitzvah of Yibam. It, it's operating on a Durabanan level. If he wants to divorce her, he could do that as well. Again, the Chachamim empowered a Cheresh to divorce his wife, provided that she's coming in Midrabanan. He She comes in Midrabanan, she can exit Midrabanan. That's it. What we just learned together is that the Chachamim do not make Xera in the case of Yibam. The Gemara says, okay. So I know we spent the last five, ten minutes entertaining. The Gemara says, we're done entertaining. Meaning the, 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 the previous Ukimta is the correct Ukimta. Meaning, when can a cherish, when, when is a cherish going to get stuck in a marriage with, with his wife? In a scenario, and, and he's a cherish me, Karo, in a scenario where he had a brother, the brother was a bardas, 
The brother was married. The brother died without children. And now the Yavam is coming to him. Midaraisa, the Zika is Midaraisa. So in such a situation, Rachmanus, so now uh, they are stuck in that situation. In other words, right, they can, he can marry her, but in other words, but he cannot, uh, she, she does not have an exit from that situation. Okay. Um, okay, Adkan. We're, we're, we're going to get to the Mishnah. We're going we're gonna to stop today with the Mishnah. But effectively, what we have just learned together is, is that our daf today, well, meaning, I know we started before, but I and Olive started with a Chiddush of Kana Marav. And that is that if you have what, what seems to be somebody presenting as a classic Chiddush, he cannot hear, cannot speak, but he's able to provide written communication. So what we learned together is that Rav Kana Marav posits that such an individual will be able to give nonverbal instruction, i.e. written instruction, and you're going to be following his written instruction. Okay. That's a Chiddush. And what the Gemara did subsequently is see whether or not that is in fact, uh, that is in fact going to be uh, followed or not followed. The Gemara, somewhere along, Ein Alpha Med Aleph, brings down a Brisa, that, can, that, that says he cannot give written instruction, and the Gemara says it's a machlokis tanai. Tanai. Okay. And just finishing up today's, uh, today's daf, I'm Rav Yochanan, Chalukin Alav Chaver Al Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel. So the, um, so the, uh, and, and, and the, um, and uh, Rav Yochanan points out that the Chachamim argue on Rav Shimon Gamliel. So, meaning, Rav Shimon Gamliel says that uh, the the Cherish was not born a Cherish. He becomes a Cherish, and he's able to communicate with written instructions. We're going to follow his instructions, and and now is that Rashi Gamliel, But as we also learned in the beginning of today's daf, that's also the viewpoint of Rav Kahn and Marav. Rav Yochanan just simply pointing out not everyone's in agreement. The Chachamim arguing Rashi Gamliel. Amar Abayi Tanina. What we learned in the Brisa. Nishdes lo yotzi nischareshu o nishtata. So my So now, in the Brisa that we just quoted, even though he can give written uh, written instructions, it's seemingly we're not going to follow his written instructions. And who's 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 the authoring that position? It must be who's ever arguing with Rosh Gamliel. So the Gemara says, well, you could have argued that maybe no. If, if Rav Yochanan didn't tell me that there is another school of thought, I would have said that really everyone agrees that written, that written uh, communication works. I, what about the Brisa? The Brisa was just simply addressing when the Brisa says he can't divorce Olamis indefinitely, which means when he's not giving written communication. But if he's giving written communication, so then that would work. That's, that's what I would have thought. Or maybe I would have said that the whole point of the Bryce was just to tell me the Allah of Rabbi Yitzchak. Um, so uh, the Gemara says maybe it's coming to teach us the following. Rachmanus in the marriage, she becomes a Shota. So can she, can she receive a divorce? Rabbi Yitzchak says, Minotaur, the answer of course is yes. Right? Why? Because when it comes to divorce, you don't need her das. So you don't need her das. So really, Me'ikar Hadin, according to the strict letter of the law, Apikachas is eligible for divorce. Sorry. I said Pikachas. I didn't mean that. A Shota is in fact eligible for divorce. So the Umatam Amru, Eina Miskareshes, 
But what the Chachamim did is the Chachamim stepped in and said no. In other words, she's a shauta and she needs to be cared for. Meaning if you divorce her, so then obviously what's going to happen is, is that she doesn't, have, she, she doesn't have mental competency and she will be abused. And uh, so the Chachamim wanted to protect her. And the Chachamim basically put the responsibility of protection on her current husband. Okay. Uh, so the... Uh, and, the, uh, and so therefore the Chachamim said that we're going to disallow Gerishin in such a situation. Even though make her a din, you can divorce her. But the Chachamim said to the husband, but you're not going to be, you, we're not allowing you to do so, so that you will take the responsibility of taking care of her. Right? Much, obviously much easier said than done. But in other words, but it is a, it, it is a protection act to protect her uh, basically from herself and, 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 and from being abused from others. And, and the point of the Gemara is, is that had it not been Rabbi Yochanan telling me that the Tanakhama argues with Rashim and Gamliel, I would have said that the whole, point, the whole point that Bryce is trying to make is this halacha of Rabbi Yitzchak. That's what I would have said. That's why I need Rabbi Yochanan to tell me that the Chachamim argue on Rashim and Gamliel. Okay. I kind of, we're going to start, we're going to stop over here. We're going to pick it up uh, tomorrow with the Mishnah. I, I say that, of course. I, I know, I know. Tomorrow, tomorrow's Tisha B'Av. Okay, we'll, we'll, after the recording, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But anyway, just as a quick recap, a quick review of today's daf. All right, we finished up the discussion of achzu kordaikus. When you are, uh, when, when you are afflicted with this kordaikus situation and you are now temporarily mentally, uh, me- mentally out, so now anything you say during that period of time is going to be ignored. The only question that we litigated at the beginning of today's year, which is really yesterday's daf, is that in the interim, can, in other words, he gave the instructions before Achsu Kardaikas. So can the get be delivered right now? So that's a machlokz between Rav Yochan and Rav Lakish. Rav Yochan says no, Rav Lakish says yes. Okay. And a question of where halachically to put him categorically. Should we compare this individual to someone like sleeping? Or is it more like somebody who is a shota, someone who's mentally deranged? Okay. And the, and, the, and the Gemara goes back and forth. Well, what's the difference between Achsu Kardaikas and someone who's mentally deranged? The Gemara said mentally deranged, no, uh, no, no cure, no treatment. Masha'inkin, when it's Achsu Kardaikas, there's a treatment. Okay. And, and, and that was part, part A. Part B of today's daf, really the entirety of today's daf, is that you have a cherish, but it was not congenital. He was not born a cherish. He was born a, a, a bardas. And so therefore, obviously, at one point in time, he had an understanding. And Rachmanus, he lost his ability to speak and to hear. Under, the, under those circumstances, will we, be, will we be able to follow his written communication? And the answer is yes. Meaning, I know there was an entire daf that discussed that very issue, but Rav Kahana Marav said yes. Rav Shimon Gamil said yes. Rav Yochanan points out there is another school of thought. In other words, the Chachamim argue on Rav Shimon Gamil and say no. But okay, that's the, uh, right, uh, right, I looked it up. The, the halacha is that written communication is in fact going to be acceptable for such an individual. Mind you, by the way, that is not a cheresh me'ikaro. Cheresh me'ikaro, from the Gemara's perspective, has no das. And so therefore, we'll, we'll be unable to follow written communication, but a cheresh not me'ikaro, so can in fact give a written communication. Adkan, we'll stop over here.